Hey, you. Yes, you. You're listening to Business SOS. Yep, Business Stories of Success, where we interview successful business owners for successful business owners. How do they make it happen? How do they keep it going? Join us with your host and business advisor, Mark Adams. Hello, hello, hello. You're with Mark Adams at Next Level Business Advisors. And today we are joined by Mr. Matthew Gray of the Business Hawaiian Food Tours. And I should be saying aloha, 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 because he's in beautiful Hawaii. How are you, sir? Aloha, Mark. Thank you for inviting me on today. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited. I um, <clears throat> have had the pleasure of interviewing people from different parts of the world, but not Hawaii. So that in and of itself made me excited. But See, then when I, I heard your story. Oh, yeah, 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 you stand alone. When I uh-huh. heard your story, it's even more exciting. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I, you, you've got a lot already that you've shared with me before we even got into recording. I've learned already a lot just today. That's right. You know, we wait. should have had those uh, those pre-interviews. We should have taped those and actually let the people in on our lives. It would have been a nice glimpse into who we are. It would have been. It would have been. People would have been chomping at the bit to learn more. But we got some things for them today. I know we do. Perfect. So before I get into it, <clears throat> because sometimes I yammer a lot, I want you to tell us who you are and a little bit about your business. Okay, great. Well, I was born in New York. To a I didn't know that. Yeah, I was born in New York. My family moved to Los Angeles when I was 10 years old. They did not tell me at the time, but I eventually caught up with them. And then in early 90s, I moved here to Hawaii. I've been a chef my entire life. I've always been involved with people, food, taking care of folks. I'm kind of a people pleaser type. I traveled with the Eagles on their Hotel California tour. Pink Floyd, wow. Fleetwood Mac, and a lot of other major rock and roll bands. So my, my world's always been about entertainment, food, and taking care of others. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So you know celebrities and the whole bit. So now, we were talking about Hawaii Food Tours. You were giving me some glimpse into what you do. in that, And you told me you pivoted. So we're going to talk about that. But yeah. tell us about, like how you uh, started that business, what it was about, and, and tell us about the pivot, because I think that's important for people, especially in this day and age, to learn how to be adaptable. So please. Oh, yeah. Well, the pivot's a really smart thing right now for everybody, because no one wants to work. No one wants to hire people, the right people. Uh, but I will tell you about Hawaii Food Tours. Uh, I started that in 2004 after having the best job in the world, which was the restaurant critic, restaurant food writer for Hawaii's largest newspaper. I did that for several years, but I was invisible. So I decided I'm gonna start a company called Hawaii Food Tours. I'm gonna feed, educate, and entertain people every day about the food, the people, the architecture, and the culture of Hawaii. So we started that in 2004, had a fantastic and famous run all the way until March of 2020 when COVID crushed us. Wow. Wow. And so what happened at that point? Well, first of all, just that's amazing to me. When we were talking the first time, I was like, you're a food critic? Like, that's so cool. But then you actually went from uh, that to actually helping others to, uh, to, to, be- to understand the beauty of Hawaii even more. I told you, I think I went to Hawaii one time. I went to Maui and the most beautiful island in the world that I've seen, I should say. 
and uh, I think if my daddy hears this, he might slap me because he's from St. Thomas, the island. But sorry, Papa, it's just a little bit better. But now you moved on. You said you had this amazing business, and it crushed you because of COVID. Obviously, for those of us who lived it, we understand why, right? Mm -hmm. I guess the travel industry must cratered and all of those things. But it how did. did you survive? How did you survive? What did you do? Well, you know... Hawaii Food Tours was a very high-touch business. It was very face-to-face. -face. It was very in the flesh. It was with people in the van, out of the van, around the streets, and so Sounds on. Sounds amazing. So, you know, it was my baby. And uh, and being able to come out from an, uh, an unidentified place as a food critic for a newspaper into the real world where people actually got to see me and know my identity was uh, was a... Uh, a fantastic thing but the pivot occurred when COVID happened I said well what am I going to do and I thought well I've had a really successful run with Hawaii food tours what makes me feel the best so I questioned myself and I went through that whole process and I decided taking care of people is going to continue to be what I want to do with my future so I decided at that time to help people with their health and I have a personal story. My personal story is that, oh, 10, 12 years ago, I was 100 pounds heavier than I am right now. I was, wow. on, I was on a half dozen medications. And, and that's what happens to some people when they're in the food world and they're living life to excess and there's mm. too much partying, there's too much drinking, and there's too much eating constantly. So when 2020 rolled around, I said to myself, there are people out there, probably half the population, probably half of your listeners right now are fighting food-related issues or diabetes or some combination of those two things because that's what I was. And I was able to overcome and reverse my diabetes completely. And now, 10, 12 years later, I am on zero medications. 100 pounds wow. lighter. I'm healthier than ever. And I'm twice your age, I would say at least, and probably <laughs> twice the age of, of most of the listeners who are listening right now. So I decided I wanted to kind of turn myself into the guy who's lived the life and now wants to kind of pay it forward and return the favor to people. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, very complimentary. You can't be twice my age. <laughs> but that's very complimentary. Um, <laughs> but now... <clears throat> we have moved then from Hawaii food tours to something completely different, still in the helping people stay. So what's your new business? How do we how do we work with you if we want to work with you? Tell us about that. The new business is, well, first of all, think about the last time you went to a doctor. Did the doctor ask you what you ate? No. Probably no. spent five minutes with you, probably listened to your heartbeat, looked in your eyes, looked in your ears, looked in your nose, and then maybe took a blood test, and the next mm -hmm. time he went back, he said, oh, you've got such and such, I'm going to write you a prescription, goodbye. And that's the extent of their knowledge when it comes to nutrition. Fortunately, I have a wonderful education, and I've been working with scientists and doctors for the past almost three years since the COVID thing happened. Mm. And so with, with all this new information, new technology, the way that people can get a hold of me is just contacting me via email or come to my website and you know if you've got issues with medication weight diabetes or whatever i'm definitely the guy who's going to help because 
what I what I do is that I make sure that there are results and I do a money-back guarantee and I do free consultation and the whole bit like that so um, almost everyone that you and I know is on medications so what we want to do mm -hmm. is we want people to live a healthier and happier life I know the key to that a lot of it is this high-touch communication stuff but a lot of it is also the science that I've been fortunate enough to be able to gather and absorb beautiful beautiful so now what's the name of the website we need to know well you can reach me at uh, hawaiifoodtours.com which is the famous okay. business we were just talking about yes. and that's a really easy way to find my phone number or my email address or lovelife.com as in let's all love life a little bit more and I like uh, that. we're going to be uh, definitely reachable there and be able to build that out and so on so i'm reachable at lovelife.com and hawaiifoodtours.com if you want to come visit and uh, if you are going to be visiting hawaii on the other hand and you are an eater and you are a traveler i did release my book called the ultimate eater's guide the hawaii edition and wow. that is something that is fantastic. Uh, it was released on Valentine's Day, so it's current and new. And uh, it's like post-COVID information. So if people nice. want to do the travel thing and you enjoy eating, I'll tell you the right places to go. And I'll mm. steer you clear from the things that you should not be doing. Oh, man. I'm going to have to get back to Hawaii. If I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that book and check it out for sure. And you know what? Get the book and bring your dad so he can see how beautiful it is here. Oh, that's a good idea. I might do that. I'm going to have to check. He might, he might, that would be a fun trip. I'm I know. Like, mm, you've given me yeah. an idea. It you've is. Hawaii idea. is a great place to visit. And, so, I love and it's it. a great I love place it. to eat if you choose the right places. So I don't allow people to go to chain restaurants or chain coffee houses or anything like that. So I, I, uh, I make sure that my information is really, really solid and that you learn about the culture and you get to taste the flavors and the foods of this wonderful salad bowl called Hawaii. I love it. Oh, that sounds beautiful. You you paint a, a gorgeous picture. <laughs> so you gotta me, paint pictures with your words, buddy. That's right. You're right about that. So let me ask you this question. Now yeah. I want to do this to set up um, the next phase of our discussion. Just in general, like uh, put all together, how long have you been in business? Oh gosh, I'm 64 right now. I was on the road with the Eagles when I was 17. Whoa. So that okay. puts it in perspective for you. It's been 45 years wow. that, I, that I've been doing all different kinds of crazy things and setting Robin Williams' house on fire and uh, mm? traveling with the, yeah. You know, I used to say cook, again? <laughs> I used to cook for a lot of people in the, in the business, let's just say. And uh, one night I was cooking for Robin Williams. I had a company called Pamper and Dine. And that provided massage and fine dining inside people's homes. Wow. So one night we're at Robin Williams' house. The massage took place by my partner, who's my uh, girlfriend at the time. She does the massages ahead of time while I'm in your kitchen preparing you a beautiful customized dinner that we pre-planned. And so I was flambéing some filet mignon. I added a little bit too much cognac to the experience in the pan. Boom, it, it burst and you know, kind of exploded singe the eyebrows, set the drapes on fire, <gasps> cops, 
fire departments, the whole bit. So yeah, I have that uh, as like a notch on my belt now. Okay, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just these kind of crazy wild experiences. So, you know, I, I, when people say been there, done that, a lot of times it has to do with how many years you've lived. You had the opportunity to do a lot of interesting, creative things. So I'm fortunate yes. to say that I'm still here and been able to survive. <laughs> they it. tell me I had a really good time in the old days. So I believe Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you've been in the business game for a lot, a lot of years. So this is the question that most people tune in for. How do you define success? Mm. Probably following your path. If you can make some money along the way, that's great. I have always been the one who goes after the creative stuff. So I, I thank God for the what I call the functionaries in the world who are able to pull off jobs like bank tellers and grocery shop uh, folks and attendants at gas stations and mechanics who can do the day in day out stuff because they make it possible for people like me who are true creatives to do our thing. I could not exist without those great people doing their jobs. Right. And so for me, defining success is being able to do my creative dance and uh, be able to uh, piece it together. It hasn't been easy, I'll tell you that. There have been times I haven't been able to pay my rent. And okay. there have been times where I have suffered from anxiety and depression, just like everybody else. I'm real. Mm. Um, but it's always been about following the path that I was able to forge. Also, another part of success is knowing who to trust, knowing who to believe, knowing who to listen to. So there's some sort of an internal wow. guiding light. Some people call it intuition. And uh, you have to know when to you know, recognize good advice and when it's time to ignore the advice that's coming at you. So I've been fortunate in that I've succeeded more than I've tripped up. I like that. But I have tripped up a lot. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't been all fun and games, and especially these last three years for all of us has been really, really difficult. Right, right, right. I agree with you there. Let me ask you this. Uh, you, you made that statement, and I like it. Well, first of all, you said you succeeded more than you tripped up, but you have tripped up. So I want to just talk for a couple of minutes, if you don't mind, about both sides of that equation. What are some of the things that you do as part of a practice to be successful in an ongoing way? I eat right now, okay. finally, after so many years. And you know what? When you eat right and you feel healthy, you feel happier. And when you have less of an appetite because you're eating the right foods, you are healthier and you're stronger and you have more time to devote to other things instead of stuffing food in your face. Okay. And so it allows me to do more creative things, allows me to use my brain a little bit more and uh, it allows me to, to focus on, on the important things in life, which are the relationships, which is making new friends like you, and mm. to be able to devote time to people who need the help. And, you know, I'm in that stage now where I'm in a pay it forward mode, but helping others is going to help me also. So I like that. I'm being totally honest. Um, when I help you and I help the people who are listening to us right now get over stuff that's bothering them, and I hear the success, and I see the twinkle in their eye and the smile on their face. I'm tripping, man. I'm doing good. And nice. so helping you is going to help me. And so it's not completely unselfish. 
but I will get the results. I will help you get to that next level. I like it. I like it. So then your success is actually, and I've heard this before. In fact, I like to say it. I like to relish in the success of others. Um, like when I advise a business owner and then I see the positive results, like, okay, it does always work. But when it does work and you see the positive results, that just makes my day, right? I want to see other people successful. And so that's, that's a nice measure of success. And then <clears throat> I like what you mentioned. I've never heard anyone say, what helps me to be successful is to eat right. I've never heard that one. That one's a new one for me. Uh, and that's why I love doing these interviews. I get different perspectives from different folks. So then those are the things that you've done to be successful. So here's my next question. Um, what is one big mistake that you've made in your business journey be beside setting Robin Williams' house on fire? But before you answer that, I'm going to take one brief pause. Sounds good. Do you know what it takes to be successful as a business owner? There are five keys that every business owner has to master in order to be successful. How do I know these keys? Well, I used to say that I made them up, but really, I've learned these five keys in two ways. My name is Mark Adams. I'm the owner of Next Level Business Advisors and the host of the podcast, Business Stories of Success. In the podcast, we discuss success with business owners from around the world. We talk about what it means to them, how they achieve it, and the single biggest quality or personality trait that's needed in order to be successful. As a profitability and growth business advisor, I work with business owners around the country to help them increase profit and or accelerate growth. Now I say or because some business owners aren't properly positioned to accelerate growth. In those cases, we actually focus on honing in on profitability. If you are a business owner, and you're excited about improving your profit or accelerating your growth, feel free to download my free ebook, Mastering the Five Keys to Make Your Business Successful. It's found at my website, nlbusinessadvisors.com forward slash five keys. That's the number five keys. You can also subscribe to my podcast, Business Stories of Success. And if you're really ready to start accelerating your growth, feel free to schedule your free discovery call. We'll talk about where you are today, what your goals are, your challenges, your obstacles, and I can help you to hurdle some of the hurdles to your own business success. Join me at Next Level Business Advisors and schedule your appointment today. Okay, we're back. So you're going to answer the question, what's one big mistake you've made in your business journey? You know, a mistake could be something as small as being honest some people mm. call it brutal honesty and sometimes when you speak your truth you trip people up you offend somebody but you didn't mean to so mm. you know intent intention and intent are really important factors so I've made mistakes by being too honest at times and I think that that slowed my progress down at times and you know I have no one no one but myself to blame for being too honest at certain times I was paid to be honest when I was with the newspaper I had mm. a, I have a lot of integrity and I think that if anything, when I look back, you know, some some of those times when you have the whole foot in mouth disease, I mm. think we have to kind of measure the words maybe ahead of time. Think before you speak sometimes. And uh, I think you'll help yourself out a lot. So okay. yeah, part of my failures have been at times being too honest or being lazy, uh, not doing what I said to myself. 
I've always been committed to others. If I say I, I'm going to be on your show at a certain time or at your house at a certain time, it'll be done. I don't think I've ever run late in my life. I came from a family that was always ahead of time early, and uh, I was not a casual person living the Hawaii, Hawaii time kind of experience because as a chef in restaurants, as a caterer, as all the things that I've been, I could never afford to run late. So that's why I'm always on time. I take huge pride in, in being a very timely person, never ever standing anybody up and never letting anyone, letting anyone down. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned like, okay, so you're, one of your mistakes is like being brutally honest or has been brutally honest. So how have you learned from that? Like how do you mitigate that going forward? Because I kind of feel like we are who we are, right? Um, but we can always change and shape and refashion ourselves to be better. How have you, how were you able to do that from your mistakes? Probably just sizing people up as to knowing whether or not that they could handle it. So I have to, mm -hmm. I have to make some on-the-fly thinking happen. I have to see whether or not someone's... Uh, but we'll use the old example. When your wife or your friend say, uh, says to you, do I look fat in this dress? Mm. If she does, you better not say it. So, right. um so you have to be artful with your words. You have to be somewhat diplomatic. That's that's the kind of stuff. Now, diplomatic doesn't mean evading the truth. It just means softening the truth. So we don't want to turn ourselves into politicians. We just want to be artful speakers. We want to be able to communicate effectively. And we want to watch that people's feelings are always going to be happening at all times, anytime there's communication. I like that. So you season your words with salt. To or make sugar. Them <laughs> I like it. I or like sugar. It. You know, I my like mom it. said, my mom used to say to me, you attract more flies with honey than you do yes. to the uh, the other stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so I speak agree. nicely. I, like, I love it. I love it. So let me ask you this question. And this one is one that I ask all of my, my guests. And I think it's one that I've learned a lot from. So I'd like to share it with my listeners. What do you think is the single biggest quality needed to be successful in business? Well, I'll tell you what the single biggest quality is to be successful in life. Would you like to know that? Okay, we'll start there. Okay, because if you're successful in life, the chances are really, really high that you'll be successful in business. Okay. So, and this is not coming straight out of me. This is by way of a lot of science. The people who display the highest level of social skills are the people who are going to be successful in life, period. Hmm. It's now not I'm going to need you to elaborate on that. Okay, it's not the smartest people. It's not the people with the best grades. It's not the most pretty people. It's the people who are able to communicate effectively. I like that. I like that. So effective communicators yep. is, is one of the most important qualities you, you think are needed. It sounds cliche, but I'll tell you what, when you go into a room and you, and you see that you're being magnetized by someone out there in the room, it's because that person's a good, uh, effective communicator. Well, of course, you might see a pretty girl or a pretty guy that you like, but for the most part, if someone can stimulate and engage you through the, you know, their verbal skills and their effective communication, you're going to really be plugged in. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I don't think that sounds cliche, quite honestly. When you when you really put it in perspective, that we, we often hear, "Oh, that guy commands a room," or "That lady commands a room," right? When they speak, E.F. Hutton, everyone listens. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, <clears throat> I like that quality. And in business, so you translate that to business, and I'm going to try to encapsulate that right whatever business you're in if you can effectively communicate your mission your goal your objective your desired result you will be successful right we do business we i've often heard we do business with people that we know like and trust all three of those things focus around communication sometimes you don't have the chance to know like and trust the people you're working with so you have to build those uh skills you have to build those realities and we're living in a world that's starting to go quickly and rapidly into ai and mm. so we've, we've got to be careful because really it all comes down to in my mind even with the ai that's burgeoning the effective communication between humans is really what's going to make everything better and easier i you know agree what I, mean? I agree absolutely yeah. Absolutely. So I like that. And it seems like with more technology, especially young people, they're, they're less engaged in a personal one-on-one level. But boy, that's really critical to success. Everybody's so busy. Yeah. yeah, you know, everyone is like always looking at their phone and they're sitting down. When I go, when I go out to dinner, I look over at the table next to me and I see a nice young couple or a nice older couple. And inevitably, one of them is on their phone. They're sitting down at a restaurant. They're having dinner with their partner, their spouse, or their friend, and they're on their phone, and it blows my mind. And then I watch them eat, and they're so totally mindless. They're just eating because they're shoveling food in their head, and they're not enjoying, they're not savoring the moment. They're not Mm. savoring their company. They're not savoring their food. So much gets lost. It, there's such a disconnect nowadays in life, and that's really kind of what's happening. And, and I'm all about the connect, not the disconnect. So you, you should sit down and you should enjoy your company. You should sit down and enjoy your food. Savor the aroma. Savor the flavor. Look at the plate architecture, the color. Appreciate the eyes and the colors of the people who you're sitting across from. Listen to what they have to say. Get into that thing. Don't be thinking about, oh, my phone just vibrated or my phone just flashed. I mean, we're so connected to our devices that that in and of itself is shortening the lifespan and is hurting our youth. And there's so many bad things about the, the Internet and the devices. So let's get back a little bit into the more of the humanity stuff. We always will be able to utilize the benefit of the devices, but I think giving a little bit more give and take with the people who are in your world, who are still in your world before the robots are here, now it's time. Let's get healthy. Let's get happy. Let's connect a little bit more. I love it. I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot a little bit and ask you this question. Mm. Um, These two questions focus around business owners specifically. What advice, and because you've been around for a long time, what advice would you give to a brand new business owner? Find a good mentor. Find someone you know that you can identify, whether it's yourself or through a friend, a trusted friend, who can I speak to about this? So if it's if it's someone who's listening right now and they want to learn from somebody, let's say, who's had a personal struggle and who has overcome it, and now who can help you, find that person. 
talk to that person, communicate, let them know what's going on and what you need. I'm happy to help. So when people come to me, I'm all I'm open to it. I'm open arms. So don't be fearful about asking for help. And I think that that is so vital in life because a lot of us, especially, you know, people who tend to be very creative don't have that business skill. And people who are really bright with business ideas and skills like that don't have the creative stuff. So you need to find a mentor who can help you fuse all of the various different skill sets that you need for success. I like that. So have mentors contributed to your success? Oh, yeah, sure. I was able to identify mentors early on. I used to listen to talk radio before I actually started in radio myself. And I was very fortunate. I was still in my teens when I found a guy named Michael Benner from Los Angeles who used to do a show on the human potential movement. That's what he called it at the time. I listened to him. I was fascinated by him. I loved his voice. I loved his energy, his positivity. I loved that he talked about meditation because that takes you away from the reality and the stressors of life. And so he was a mentor of mine, became a friend now. How many years later is this? Over 45 years or something. We're still friends. I reached out to him because after listening to him for a while, I wrote some letters and I made some phone calls. This was pre-internet, you know, BC before COVID. (laughs) Um, So it was a long time ago when people had... We didn't have the ability to just open up the screen or a computer and look at someone and talk to them like we're doing right now. Yeah, no, right? Pretty um, amazing. So you had to make different kind of efforts. You had to pound the pavement. You had to go in. You had to have letters. And you had to have handshakes. And you had to be able to communicate effectively. And I think that's what, what is missing right now from a lot of the various different engagements people are involved with. Agreed, agreed. One final question, if you don't mind. Oh, final. Again, oh, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this one's going to be a doozy. No, just kidding. Okay. So, <clears throat> if you can go right back to the day before you started your first business venture, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, wow. Listen to your mom. Okay. I've never heard that one. Of course, I always listen to mama, but what do you mean by that? What did she tell you that was so profound? Well, here's the thing. It's not that she told you something so profound the day before you began your career. It's that everything she said is profound. Now, when you can look back and you can actually connect the dots, when you can see, oh, wow, mom used to say, bring a jacket. It's going to be cool tonight. And you didn't bring a jacket because you were invincible. And that's the way people are when they're young. They don't listen to their moms. And then they go 30, 20, 20, 30 years later, they go, you know what? Mom was right about that. That little small thing. And you know what? She was right about that and that and that too. So listen to people who are older and wiser and who love you. Have nothing to gain by hurting you with bad words, bad information. Mm. So, you know, that's exactly how I would sum it up. It's like, you know, listen to your mom. Think about what she said. And I think you'll be taking the right steps if you can. I love it. I love it. Hey, I really appreciate your time today. This was a, a beautiful interview. I love hearing you speak. Your voice is it's like, it's like I'm hearing the radio. <laughs> so you know, so many years that. in radio, that's kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah, I have it a, becomes you. I have a question for you, Mark, if it's okay. Okay, hit me. What is your favorite season of the year? Summer. Why? I love the heat. I've always loved the heat. I'm born and raised in Manhattan. Uh, I live love in Jersey. It. 
and I keep saying I am in the wrong place. I wanted to live in Phoenix, Arizona for years because I love the heat. So when I went to Hawaii, it was paradise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The heat here is, is beautiful for yes, people like yourself, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, next oh. question. Okay. Is it okay? Sure. Have you ever used super glue more than one time out of the same bottle? Never. Right, right? Because you use it one time because you have a need, and then it dries up, and then you can never use it again. Correct. Agreed. Agreed. It's crazy, and it bothers yeah. me. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, there you go. That, those are my questions of the day. Just something okay. to think about. Okay. I'm going to think about that. Well, since we're throwing uh, odd questions, here's my question for you, if you don't mind. Please. What is your favorite meal of all time? When I was traveling in Portugal one time with my sister and my girlfriend on our way to Morocco, the last night in Portugal, with our camping gear, we went to a few markets, delis, so to speak, picked up some cheese and some pasta and a bunch of veggies, and I made the most outrageous cheesy pasta with Portuguese ingredients that were freshly done up and purchased and I did it in our hostel our hotel room and uh, I, I still am full from that meal wow. and it was just so exciting because we, we got ourselves some wine and, and that's you asked me about meals that stand out I've eaten at Michelin starred restaurants I've created Michelin starred level food but that cooking the pasta the cheesy pasta in Portugal in our hotel room with camping gear really stands out in my mind wow wow that's beautiful. Beautiful beauty in simplicity sometimes, right? And yeah, you know, experience. The, the, the simplest things are the most difficult things to really make happen, even though they, they're called simple, like, che- like checkers, for instance. It's mm. the simplest game in the world, and it's the hardest game to master. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, yeah you know, those are things to kind of look at. and Not right. everything has to be like, you know, seeing 12 steps ahead. If you could just be in it, without having to worry about being ahead of it and listen to people and then be thoughtful with your responses, this kind of is going to apply in all realms of life, whether it's business or love relationships or anything that you're doing for yourself. I love it. I love it. Hey, I want to thank you again. This was really a blast. Uh, I look forward to seeing your continued journey to success. And yours too, Mark. And uh, I want to just reach out to you anytime that you want to come visit here in Hawaii, I'll give you the food tour of your life. Oh, don't promise it. Well, I might be there sooner than you know. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Thank you for having me. And I want to say aloha to you and your audience. And if anyone would like to reach me, please do. I'm sure you'll have my info in the show notes. Yes. Aloha, indeed. Thanks. Did you like that interview? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Business SOS, and please drop a comment, like us, and share. If you are a successful business owner and would like to be considered for an interview, visit us at businesssospodcast.com. Fill out our form, and we'll reach out to you. Our next story of success will be in two weeks. Don't forget to tune in.